Our opinions aren't too tough, rough, or gruff. We are proof that you don't have to be an expert to have an opinion. So just... Shut up and sit down. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. New week, new episode. What's going on, Muff? You know, it's been a weekend, buddy. It's been a weekend. It it's been mad. It's been madness. March quite, Madness? Quite literally, the March Madness is upon us, and I don't know if there's anybody left in our bracket challenge that uh, is going to be able to get a whole bunch of points. No. No. That's what we get for having a Midwest Big Ten fan base and just getting crushed. So, but hey, that's that's the name of the game. Um, that's Vegas, baby. Yeah. A lot of sports news beyond March Madness. And within the March Madness, and it's been a busy week. Um, also a busy week for the podcast. First, I want to call your ass out. Um, oh, okay. Muff, we had a movie it. contest. Like I try to start this movie contest every Friday. Yep. And I was like, you know what's basketball? Semi-pro, that's Muff's movie. No one has taken a bite at that contest, Muff. That is inaccurate. There are two people that have. Oh, yeah? We have three quotes aside from mine, if I remember right. So back off. How much did you pay them? I paid nobody. I may have tagged somebody in a post. Okay. I may, okay. Have, may have tagged somebody in a post. Last but... week we got tons on Major League. In comparison to this week, it's like a fart in the wind. Okay. You know, it's, it's fine. I'll take the hit for this. Okay. But you did not consult with me because we could have gone with a different movie like Blue Chips. Nick Nolte, Shaq, Penny Hardaway are in that movie. What a movie! You're right. I probably should have consulted you, but I thought I was gonna okay. like. I thought I was gonna do you like the solid nod, like, "Hey, this is a basketball movie. Muff like semi pro." I thought I, I was just doing you a solid. I love that movie, and so, it is very quotable. Well, Flint Michigan Mega Bowl, Flint Michigan Mega Bowl, Jim. It's the Flint Michigan Mega Bowl. The our listeners beg to differ, as you can tell. Spumoni. Okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> also, I promised the audience that I was going to drop our version of Jock Jams, Get Pumped, Volume 1. I promised I was going to drop that on Friday. I was in the lab. I was working on it. I was in the lab. I was in the lab, pumping out my beats. <laughs> Turns out... We need some video content of that. <laughs> you probably should. My What it is is just me with headphones on, mm-hmm. um, make, making playlists with my wife going, What are you doing?! And I'm going, I'm making some beats. That's basically how that goes. You do, Does she tell you to beat the beat back? No. Yeah. She, it's, it's then Tess is going, bah, 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 bah. Um, but I have it done. Tess is your daughter. Yeah, Tess and my daughter. Um, the Get Pumped Volume 1 will drop same day as this episode. So today, if you're listening. Lincoln, the- Lincoln bio. Link will be in the bio. Instagram You'll see it on in the Instagram Twitters. stories. You'll see it on the tweet tweets. That's for you, Joe. Get pumped. Volume one <clears throat> dropped. Just it just so everyone knows. I've had a sneak peek. It's it's pretty fire. Not gonna there lie. we go. Pure fire. Boom. Also, <laughs> also, also. Volume two 
is coming out next week. Oh, whoa. We, do we need to start buying up, uh, you know, web domains here? We might. Let me tell you. So I got an idea. I got an inspiration, if you will. All right. From Scott, my man, Aaron. Inspiration? He's my inspiration for volume two. Okay. In a previous life, prior to being saved by his wife, Rachel, Scott led a different life. So the next volume is a tribute to Scott's prior life. It's Get Pumped Volume 2, and you'll see the album cover. It's a tribute to Scott Part 2. Get Pumped. <laughs> Next week. Get Pumped. We've got a... Um, I'm going to call this a sponsorship of sorts. We got a sponsorship today. Did we? We did. We did. So, uh, just so everyone knows, today was day one of Country Club Muff. Ooh. Country Club Muff day one today. Got in my and? first... Got in my first round. I'm not going to talk about the score because me and everyone I was playing with did not play well today. But as part of this, loyal listener Keith at Keith Stone on the Twitters has generously funded a GoPro. Uh-oh. We're live, baby. To be able to uh, get some video content that maybe we can splice together some videos for some YouTube-ish we don't talk about the YouTube till we're ready to talk about the YouTube. Listen, the YouTube is not my fight club. I want to hype. I'm going to put this on the hype train, Jim. So you're telling me we're ready? We're going to tell them? We're going to get the YouTube out there? Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm saying I'm ready to talk about it and say I'm ready to put out videos. Okay. There's, there's, still, there's still some... I have to go into the, the workshop here. So am I... Should I get my caddy skills ready for... Jim goes caddying for Muff against that Wilk? video. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's I think it's time for you to think about it. All right, just you all know right. what, just start watching the movie Tin Cup. Just just be Romeo. That's all you need is you to be Romeo Got it. from the movie Tin Cup. Got it. I'm gonna get an outfit though. <laughs> if if you were somehow able to come across a white jumpsuit like they do at the Masters, I would probably be the most excited I've been in a long time. Okay. I'm on it. I'm on it. The Wilk versus Muff and Jim's the Caddy video on YouTube. It's going to get lots of hits. You would hope. So uh, that's the news for us, right? We got anything else? I think that's it for the starting out. So, um, you know, as is becoming, I think, going to be a tradition, um, we're going to start our first little break here with uh, the one, the only... Harper and, and company. company. Do you want to support a local business that puts care and thought into every project? Harper and Company. You can get t-shirts, onesies, and tea towels. We even have real cute ones for Halloween. Harper and Company. Are you looking for a gift for your significant other? Think about a personalized wine glass. Harper and Company. Not sure what to get the family member that seems to have everything? Maybe get a decal they can put on their Yeti or laptop. Harper and Company. Want to spoil yourself with a gift because why the hell not? Harper and Company. Harper and Company is able to fulfill your custom gift needs at an affordable price. Interested? Follow Harper and Company on Facebook to put together a gift plan that will have all of your friends and family wanting to call Harper, Harper and, and Company. Company. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Homer. Oh! Our special guest this week, Alex Frank. Hello. 
I hear you were on this week with uh, Muff doing the betting episode. Yeah, I was. I was. I hope that not too many people took some of our suggestions. Uh, just now that we've seen some results, but I'm not on not, the positive side of the betting. That's for sure. Not totally off base, though. No, no. I mean, you definitely picked. Some I was going to say I'm here to upsets. discuss something. Yeah. Yeah, you're here to discuss some of that. So I'm going to start it out this week. I'm going to go Homer. Going to go into the ice with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, the past couple weeks, the have been kind to the Penguins. They've gone eight and three. I think eight and four after today because they lost. Um, climbing to third in the East Division, six points ahead of the fifth place team. Remembering that the top four teams make it to the playoffs to scare, square, square off against each other as Eastern division foes. Um, this <clears throat> within the past couple of weeks, unfortunately of getting Malkin um, has been listed as week to week with a lower body injury. Um, so it doesn't help a team that has been decimated by injuries, especially early in the year um, to continue their strong March in hopes for reaching the playoffs, which begin in May. Um, Alex, you follow hockey. I think a little, well, more than me. I know. Um, why is this Bill Belichick like lower body injury always the the injury tagline that we see? Like, why don't they just tell us what it is? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's because, like, there's some dirty hockey players in the world, and like, if you know that I'm on the ice, but I was questionable to come on the ice, and you know that it's my left knee. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying that Tom Wilson's of the world won't try to take out my left knee, but if they just know lower body, is it worth it? Yeah, you're giving me the specific site. I'm going to wipe that out. I don't care. I I would be the Ric Flair dirtiest player in the game. You tell me what I'm hitting and I'm hitting it. Yeah, that's my only that's my only thing. Uh Isn't that, that something think. that should be addressed then? Cuz there's a lot of parts to a lower body. I know. And the I mean, football they give you exactly what it is. Like you know, yeah. you not, there's nothing in and they are running at each other full speed with more pads on. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like football is more regulated than, than hockey. Like, this is the sport that lets you fight. Yeah. Fair. All right, so moving on. Something else that's going on in Pittsburgh is they're doing a salute to essential workers. Uh, they'll be giving out 200 free tickets to essential workers in and around Pittsburgh, healthcare, fire, police, etc., for Wednesday's game against the Sabres. So, but yeah, Pittsburgh, you're allowing people into the arena now, and you're going to do what you can to to start out. I'm, I'm assuming this will probably continue to go. I mean, that's, I think, a pretty meager salute to essential workers, but there's a lot of people probably vying for those tickets, if I had to guess right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so my wait, why is it meager? Two hundred tickets out of I don't know how many they're letting in. I I think I've seen like five thousand, maybe Alex. Is that sound about right? Uh, Yeah, something like it's not. Yeah, so I mean, compared to the total number, um, but I wonder if it comes from them having to let in their season ticket holders first too. Right. So there's probably a lot of politics to that. So I'm glad they're at least doing something. I mean, exactly. Kudos for the effort. Yeah, do what you got to do. So for the Penguins, my homer, let's keep up the baseball guru, Hugh Mulvey, positive attitude that the Pens will be able to hold on to the third spot, maybe climb to number two in the East, by the time the regular season ends in early May, even though it's not likely they're going to be too active around the upcoming trade deadline, April 12th. Um, But let's be real. What Pittsburgh team really is active around a trade deadline, aside from maybe the Penguins here and there. So. Let's go, Pens. Let's go, Pens. Let's go, Pens. All right. Back in it. 
You're up, Alex. Let's let's oh. hear it. All right. So I made this argument a little bit on Wednesday when we did our or like Thursday morning, depending on. So Ohio University Bobcats. First of all, called that upset. Hopefully you listened to me and took that and won some money. And if not, shame on you for not paying attention. You bet that money line. That money line bet. I I pounded the money line. Jason Preston. Now, I think I have a soft spot in my heart for this guy for the sole reason that he scored like 52 total points his senior year in high school, had zero looks from colleges. He was six foot then. And he's six four now. This was his senior year in high school, and his mom passed away when he was fifteen years old in high school. And he had to live a single mom, and he had to live with a friend. So what he did was he was on the basketball team, and he loved being on the basketball team. He averaged like just about two points a game. Goes out and plays at an AAU tournament because some team needed an extra player. Did well, so the team was like, "Hey, you can hang out with us for a while," and then ended up at. It was some other like not like prep school but basketball ca- kind of thing and he regardless ohio finds him and takes him and now he just beat a number four seed in march madness with a double double almost a triple double and i just think we do hats off to him and i'm also continuing to press ohio money line tomorrow Who because they play tomorrow? um tomorrow they play Creighton. Ooh, should be a good matchup for him. I know. That's what I'm saying. I, so my homer of the week is a people that weren't great, but worked hard to get great people that overcome hard times. And also Jason Preston, just for being a baller. I get behind this. This is good stuff. Balling. If Ohio state's not in it anymore, God go Ohio. Exactly. What do you have to I'm on the go Ohio train now. Go Ohio. Jim, are you really on the go Ohio train? I really need I, to. You have to. You have to. I, I, I would like to read a text message you sent me earlier, but I don't think it's fit for air. No. Um, I will I will paraphrase the last <laughs> sentence, which was, I hate basketball. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think that it's, it's similar to like me and WVU. When WVU gets bounced, I'm a go Marshall kind of guy. You kind of got to rep your home state. I'm more of if Cincinnati's in. Yeah, that's fair. It's it, in the order of Ohio teams. It goes Ohio State, Cincinnati, then Ohio. Yeah, I got you. Okay. For me, does Xavier fit in anywhere in your hierarchy? No. Well, fair. I mean basketball, but the football has no bearing for you. I know. No. But that so, was that's my that's my addition to you guys. Should say. I'm proud of you. That was good. Thank you. That was good. I got a question about the whole gambling thing. Okay. Muff has been called a degenerate and that he has a gambling problem. You being also a gambler, but I think you're more moderate than Muff is as far as your gambling goes. Uh, Yeah, as far as what I actually place on it, I probably place less bets, but I do a lot of like, uh, like during football, I would say we're we're close but during like basketball and stuff i'm like i'm like more like i get too logistical and then i place like one big bet instead of a bunch of little ones do you bet on golf uh i have before yeah 
Okay, you're the same. Never mind. This is not going to work. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The generous of the rock hang up on Jim. Have at it, buddy. Yeah, you two yeah, are the same. <laughs> Come Fair at enough. us. Come at us. See what happens. Yeah, once you get to like muffinized level, you'll bet on pretty much anything that has competition involved. All right. So you two uh, are uh, enablers. You enable each yep. other. We do. Okay. My homer of the week. Is which, the... We, which we couldn't bet on. I couldn't find it, by the way. Thank God. <laughs> Don't ruin a good thing. My homer of the week is the NCAA Wrestling National Championship. Um, first and foremost, first and foremost, I don't. Jim picks this out of not thin air because we knew it was going on, but how Jim gets the homer on this based on how the event happened, I don't know how. Pennsylvania, as is typically the case over the past 10, 20 years has a very dominant position. Penn State has four national <laughs> champions. How am I not allowed to be the homer for this? Hey, Muff. Hey, Muff. I called it. That's how. Oh, okay. I called Dibs. Dibs wins. <laughs> Plus, I wrestled and you didn't. Get out of here. I wrestled. When? We had to in gym class. Get out of here. Anyway. That's <laughs> what it's like to be in a school in Pennsylvania. You don't just play dodgeball. You get to wrestle. Anyway. You couldn't see the national championship until 7.13 or 7.15 because of the NIT. Which to me is BS because isn't that the uh, tournament for the losers of the year? Yeah, I used to think it was called not in tournament. I found out that's not true, but it's oh. what it will always be in it's my what head. what it should be called. Exactly. How in the world? This is dumb. That's dumb. It's dumb. That's all I've got to say. I've got nothing else to say. Anyway, we're going to move past that and I'm going to tell you about the, the tournament. Iowa wins Muff, breaking Penn State's grip on the tournament. Oh, okay. Penn State, because they finished like fourth or fifth or tenth. No, they finished second. So In the last ten years, Penn State has won all but two. So they broke Penn State's grip on the tournament. Let me tell you about the, uh, the national champions. Thank you, Muff. Take a seat for a second. I let you speak. <laughs> anyway. Penn State did, however, prove that iron sharpens iron because they had four champions, as Muffs already said, and they were both back-to-back weight class next to weight class, and I'll explain. First, Spencer Lee, the 125-pounder from Iowa, with no ACLs, tore them both in, his, in both knees, is now a three-time champ and returning next year for his fourth year and probably going to go to the Olympics. Yeah, so... Whoa. Yeah, that last ACL tear was like eight days ago. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. And probably the most dominant performance of the evening, just so we're all clear. 133, Roman Bravo Young, or as the announcers were calling him, RBY. RBY? Was Penn State's first champion. Uh, Go ahead, Alex. Is RBY like some, isn't that like uh, setting on TV? I, I don't know. Okay. Probably should be because this man uh, was fast as hell. Had to fight some BS stall calls, especially the first stall call. I did not think he was stalling. Had his back against the wall, was in overtime, and what a takedown. The man is super fast. Fastest man of the night, I think. Very impressive. He's a fast kid kid alive. So fast. So fast. 141, Nick Lee was the second Penn State champion of the night. You got to figure that RBY and Nick Lee have one hell of a practice session every day, iron sharpening iron. Um, That match 
when he was facing the kid from Iowa was my favorite match of the night. Just that's what wrestling's about. Just an all out slugfest. That was good match. And and Kemmerer has beaten Lee. Oh, it was fantastic. Like twice this year. So it's that it's it that, was a grudge match. Right. And the uh, I'll insert this and I'm gonna stop talking. Iowa fans actually came out and said we were out coached because the Penn State wrestlers that beat Iowa wrestlers had lost to them previously. Yeah, it was oh, it was so good. Um one forty nine, Austin O'Connor from North Carolina beat Sasso from Ohio State with a unique takedown and a bullshit call at the end. I don't care what anybody says. If my dad ever listens to my podcast, dad, you're full of shit. He didn't think it was, um, he didn't think it was a takedown. It was a takedown. Muff, did you see it? North Carolina. (laughs) Did you see the takedown, Muff? I saw the incident (laughs) in Avenger talking about that you're calling a takedown. It was a takedown, Muff. I saw, I saw a man grab a shoe for a millisecond. (laughs) Oh, and they're calling that covering him up. They're calling that covering him up. I don't necessarily agree with it. Get back, get back to mute, Muff. Anyway, (laughs) 157, David Carr from Iowa State wins the title. Uh, Now shares that honor with his dad, Nate, um, who won it 40 years ago at the same school. Does a takedown, or does a backflip, I'm sorry, at the end of his match, and gets taken down by his coach. And that is some odd history, because his coach lost the national championship and took down the kid he lost to in like a very controversial when he when that kid tried to do a backflip very <laughs> weird it was whatever weird look but cool that he won the title that his dad won um 165 shane griffith from stanford also won outstanding wrestler of the tourney um stanford's cutting their wrestling program the entire crowd in the arena that night, when he won, cheered him on and sh- and shouted, keep Stanford wrestling. Didn't he have to wear like a plain black singlet? Or did uh, I, I, they there chose, was an S they, on there. They chose to wear the singlet oh, okay. they wore. Yeah, okay. they, that was their stand Yeah, because okay. of, because it's that end, there are 10 total programs from Stanford that are being cut. Wrestling is one of them. Which is bullshit, but yeah. whatever. Gotcha. So the hashtag keep Stanford wrestling was trending a little bit last night. Make sure you do that. 174 Carter Muff Starkey Starshi Carter Star- Carter Starachi freshman uh was P- Penn State's third win. Won an overtime. Solid kid. It was an okay match. Nothing right home about other than he won a, a national championship. Good for him. Uh 184 Aaron Brooks from Penn State was their fourth national title title winner of the evening. That kid's good. Yeah, he came he was coming up last year as a freshman, won freshman of the year, won the Big 10. He good. And he didn't get to wrestle the Nationals obviously last year because he was poised for a run. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Um 197 AJ Ferrari from Oklahoma State. This guy. Love <laughs> this kid. Oh, hilarious. Love this kid. He's the soundbite machine. He's He is a professional wrestler out there. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> he has that personality. It is awesome. He is so cool. 
He said his dad had him doing yoga from the age of five. That's why he's so flexible. He can deadlift like 650 pounds, squat like seven. He's an animal. He's got so much determination. He is a, he's got the cocky swagger, but very humble. He, he talks about his mentality and how he helps his teammates mentality. And I just love the kid. He's got the right name for that kind of thing too. Absolutely. He's got the wrestler name. Yeah. Uh, and then talk about wrestling name. Um, 285, Gable Stevenson. Or Stevenson. Gable, Gable Dan Stevenson. Right. <laughs> Instead of Dan Gable the legend. Out of Minnesota. Holy hell. This man is an athlete. Seventeen to zero. He is now one of four in the history of Minnesota heavyweights to win a national title. P.S. One of those four is Brock freaking Lesnar. Wow. At the end of his match, he does a somersault black back flippy thing. At two eighty five. Yeah, at two eighty five. Because <laughs> he's he's around that mark, isn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Because early in his career, he was like one of those people that looked like he may have had to cut a little bit. Oh, yeah. The boy's <laughs> an animal. Um, There may have been scouts from the NFL and the WWE in the arena. They said that. He can come back for his fourth. And he's prepping for the Olympics. There's not a doubt like that's been said. Now, those are your national champions. I got to say, and I might be partial or biased, but what a fantastic evening of wrestling. It was great to have it on primetime. I felt like there wasn't a match where you're like, what's going on? I don't understand. The announcing was well explained. It was high paced. It was exciting all the way through. It was really good to watch. I enjoyed it. So those are that's my homer for the week. Muff, what is your take on that? I'll give you your shot since I stole it from you. That's okay. It's all right, Jim. All I was going to say is I've been following Big Ten wrestling for most of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Big Ten, one, because we all know that we're Big Ten fans. Yeah. Um, and two, because it's the best conference for wrestling in the country. Absolutely. So I've been following it. And last night I was not able to watch these in real oh. time. Oh, like so I was. I recorded it and watched it at 10 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. And I stayed off social media so that I could not see anything that was going on. And we I did good not spoiling it for you. Yeah. Yeah. I asked I asked Jim, I said, hey, buddy, I'm not able to watch this. I'm going to watch it later. Please don't say anything. <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed it. Alex? I'm having you on. Thank you. Parting hey, words, parting words Alex? I don't know anything. It's okay. I don't but, know anything about hockey. I tried real hard. Yeah, I think wrestling is cool. Like, I would have liked to watch that, but I wouldn't like, and I know like basic things, but not enough to like follow it right now. It would have been a, like, even if you, my wife watched it last night. She That's know what I mean. Like, wrestling. I think I would, I would enjoy watching something like that. Just yeah. like, I enjoy anything with like college sports, especially because, you know, those kids are playing like for like just basically like pride and honor. And, you know yeah, I mean, like, yeah. There's no like signing bonus if they catch that extra touchdown. They're playing because like they want to win the game. I like that. I so, tell you the, the saddest part of it was they were talking about last year's seniors that didn't get to wrestle because yeah. of the virus. And I was like, damn you, COVID. Damn yeah. you for robbing me of great matches. Exactly. So, Just damn you, COVID. That's a good one. But that's the Homer. 
Oh, Bobcats. Yep. Now it's time for the Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five. This is episode 51, Wilk. Only uh, 49 more to go. This is not episode 51. Yes, it is. We had a betting episode this week. Those don't count. They count in the numbers, Jim. All right, well, that makes it even better. They can't count. Well, then what do you want me to title them, buddy? Okay, well, this is 52 then. This is more to Wilkes' favor. <laughs> Don't know what to tell you. Up first on this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five. Bram! This league! This league. little down, down week. Down week in this league. There were big things, don't get me wrong. But not as much as we typically have. Yeah. So first off, we have LeBron James. And just, he had a week. LeBron had a week. Mm-hmm. He um, becomes or is in the process of becoming a part owner of the Red Sox, along with I forget who else he was tagged in there. Do you remember? There was one other person, but I forget who it was. This is the one that counts because I know it upset Scott. True story. Scott, a very much a Yankees fan, is yes. not happy. No. LeBron also gets a posty poster worthy situation with Lamelo Ball in the background. And then almost if from the heavens, the curse of the Bambino comes back from Boston fame. Maybe at this point, the curse of Lamar Ball also. Maybe Ooh. Lamar's maybe Lamar's got a curse going in here. Ooh. And LeBron suffers a high ankle sprain, forcing him out indefinitely. I don't know what that means. I hear it's the worst sprain he's ever had. I can tell you as somebody who has had a high ankle sprain. I went into the hospital and they thought it was broken. And they're like, oh, wait, this is just a really, really bad sprain. <laughs> so does that mean like the year? Modern medicine, the fact that he's got people going around the clock with him. I mean, he'll be able to, I would say, come back maybe in the next month is my thought, depending again on the severity. I mean, it's a really, really bad sprain, but depending on how his body reacts, um, I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess at least three weeks, and I'm going to go in that four to six weeks before he's back on the court. That's my guess. Got it. Got it. LaMelo Ball, as you brought up, broke his wrist and is now officially probably out for the season. It's upsetting for LaMelo. He's having a good year. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the Ball family is like a failure to launch kind of thing. Like, they just... Nothing is hitting right. I'm telling you, it's the curse of Lamar. You might be right. I'm. I think I might be onto something here. You, yeah. Look, the man is cursed. How do you break a curse like that? I, I apparently you have to have at this point you have to have a daughter that goes into a non basketball sport. I think that's like, that's the thing. I think you're right. I, I don't agree. know what that sport will be, and I don't even know if he may have a daughter at this point, and this may be happening. I don't know, but I have to feel in that family. Anything but basketball is probably not an option. Yeah. What in else other, happened? In other news, Sixers president Daryl Morey is interested in seeing three-pointers be worth two and a half points now. Why? Just blame this on Steph Curry, that this is a conversation. That there are some players that have such a high three-point conversion percentage. It's almost like with the extra point in the NFL 
they're like, oh, they convert this. It's, it's such a high rate. We need to make this harder or do something different. That's what I think is going on. The Steph Curry effect, which has reached the league in full force now, has more people shooting threes because they realize it is a better use of a shot. Um, there had been talk at one point, I forget how long ago this was, to push back the three-point line, just the same way that at one point there was talk of raising the rim. Um, but I think this is an interesting concept. I don't know if they should seriously consider it, but maybe moving the three-point line back is a better option. Um, but that, again... It's not going to phase Steph Curry. Go ahead. It's probably not, but it will phase others in the league. But the problem is, is the court itself, how little room there is, especially along the sidelines where the three-point line is um that will be potentially shorter than all other areas unless you expand the court out eh, leave it alone the game's a game get better at the game learn how to manipulate the game don't change the rules that's get over it speaking of getting over it the houston rockets have lost 20 games in a row first time this has happened in league history Think about what could have been for the Houston Rockets at the beginning of the year. Yeah. This is how all of these moves have been able to impact a franchise. 20 losses in a row, Jim. Damn. Yeah, but what are you trying to say, Muff? Are you trying to say that like this we shouldn't be able to make these moves? This comes back to the fact that we talked about the bubble had an impact on off-season moves, mm-hmm. which meant that at the beginning of the season, whenever the James Hardens and everybody were making their moves, if this had happened in the off-season, the Rockets may have a better opportunity to actually put a team on the court that is competitive. But when you lose those key pieces of your team and you have other people on your team, they're like, yeah, I just don't want to try anymore. Like, that's this is what you get. And this is why I think that the NBA needs to look into how the off-season goes in order to give teams a fighting chance teams themselves. Cause you don't want to be on a team that has somebody that's holding out. That's looking to be moved. And the team itself is somehow holding that up or the player is holding that up. I just think they need to think about the off season in a little bit more detail and how that works. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. Uh, simply cause I don't know. Do you think the ratings for the NBA are up or down overall ratings? Yeah. I have no idea. If I had to take a guess, ratings are probably similar. I'm not going to say. I mean, compared similar to last year. to the bubble? That's the thing is the bubble is the only thing going on. So I feel like their ratings took a, a positive last year. Last so I don't, year. It's, so I don't we'll, know if it's compare. You don't know if you can compare the two. So we'll take the bubble out. Do you think prior to the bubble? Up, down. Yeah, slightly up, maybe. I don't know. It's a good question. Get, get it, think, like, Nielsen, get on it. Let us know. If the ratings are the same, who cares if one team sucks? Cleveland's had sucky teams forever and nobody cared. Like, I don't understand. Like, I I get that, like, well, all the moves have made one team suck so bad. I get what you're saying. But if everybody's making money and the players have freedom to go to a team and win a championship... So one franchise sucks. I don't know what you want, to, want me to say about that. Make your team more attractive so that players come play at your, your team. Houston's had other internal issues. That's why people left. Let's fix those. That's my counter argument to you, Muff. Go ahead. 
and last from this league, the trade deadline, which is on March 25th, Thursday. Is there anything left? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if there's any moves left, any any moves of note. I mean, you may see some some sixth, seventh players off the bench get moved around, but I don't see any big ones that can that are still waiting in the wings. It depends on what with all these injuries, how that shakes out too. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Oh, just wait, because it is this league. This league. Up next on this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five, Bam. March Madness. Ugh. Talk about a punch to the gut for anybody who has <laughs> any faith in Big Ten. Yeah. So I'm going to start this off, Jim. This is maybe the first time you've seen this. I actually had an opportunity to go to the Norfolk State game versus Gonzaga on Saturday night. I don't know why you didn't go. Well, I had just received vaccine dose number two. Well, that means you could have gone a bit okay. I didn't know about my reaction to said number Mm. two dose because I have been told and I've experienced some lethargic stuff today, but I was not sure how I was going to react. So I did not want to go and then get sick or not feel well. Which, just for my curiosity, I think the listeners may be interested. Which vaccine have you gotten? Moderna. I got the Pfizer on Thursday. Dose one? Dose one, and I mm-hmm. have had zero mm-hmm. zero effects. I had, I had somebody tell me, I had somebody tell me, and I don't know the measurement here, that the, whatever the active portion of the vaccine is, the Pfizer has like 25 micrograms or something like that, and the Moderna has 100. Oh, so you're more covered than I am. Look at you. Or more affected. I'm not sure covered is the word I want to use. I could <laughs> potentially be more affected by this because there's maybe more active things trying to attack my immune system. I'm doing all this to distract you from March Madness because my bracket sucks. So Let's ahead. talk about all the upsets. We had Ohio University Bobcats over Virginia and the Who's. Yeah, that happened. That happened. Alex, Alex called it. Yep. Alex called it. Homer Alex this week. We also had Oral Roberts over Ohio State. Quick note about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if any of our listeners think it's okay to threaten anybody, all right. stop being a listener of ours. You're an idiot. Don't get on the Twitter machine and make threats to people's lives because of a basketball game. Yeah. Or a football game, or any game. Or any game. You're an idiot. Go ahead. Yeah. In the battle for Texas, Abilene Christian comes out over top of the University of Texas. Horns down. And I'm okay with that. Like, I like when Texas loses. Right. Go ahead. And speaking of Texas again, Texas comes out on top. North Texas comes out over top of Purdue, the second Big Ten team. Yeah. Rachel's down. I lose. Not a good day. Not a good day. Syracuse over San Diego State. And then Syracuse comes out in the second round and takes over WVU. I was okay with that. I like that. I'm sure you do. The guy in the bracket that is not in favor of West Virginia in our bracket challenge. Super pumped. Super pumped. Buddy Buckets Bayheim, Jim Bayheim's son, helps lead his dad's team to victory. A controversial pick to even get to, into the tournament to start. Yeah. And last, and last, and last, I pick Sister Jean. She's my nemesis right now. In two of my three brackets, 
I had Illinois to win it all. And uh, the sister, the good sister, put that voodoo on him. She she prayed Loyola Chicago, Chicago over Illinois. Did you see her, her little uh, pregame? I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. You couldn't do what? You couldn't read it? No. No. Like, she, she did the Indemnity Patriot Filia Spiritus Sante and then started throwing out stats. Was like, yeah. this team doesn't do well here, which means we're going to dominate this with your defense. Go, go, go. It was like a Newt Rockney speech. It was like... Yeah. Sister Jean put that voodoo on them. Like, Illinois is a fantastic team. And Sister Jean is that kryptonite. She's it. Did you? I, I have. I have to know, Jim. Did you listen to Alex and I's Sister Jean song from this past week? <laughs> I did not. I'm sorry. So I'm going to do this very quickly for you. It's to the tune of "Hang On, Sloopy." God, you're just desecrating all kinds of things today. <laughs> it was it. <clears throat> I have to. Oh, I gotta. I gotta think about this. Oh. Uh, Hey, Sister Jean, hang on. S I S Jean. What was it? That was our thing. We did it real quick. It is what it is. Take over the world. Auto tune it. Make me famous. I put it in the pump up mix, volume two. I don't know if that's going to pump anybody up. No. There was some drama, though, within the March Madness, aside from your take of the week, uh, very much warranted COVID drama. We had a no contest game, Virginia Commonwealth and Oregon. Yeah. As Virginia Commonwealth was not able to put a team on the floor. VCU attributes this to their conference tournament in the A-10, where they found out they shared a hotel and other spaces with other teams and officials, which I don't think was the plan Mm -hmm. within the A-10 tournament. And they're now curious how other team, the other team in the tournament, like St. Bonaventure, did not have the same issues since they were sharing a space. Yeah. It's interesting. Is this another case of the haves versus the have-nots within the college basketball world? The A-10, not a premier conference. Is that why they're sharing the room? Was there? Did we have some other planning issues where they couldn't figure it out? It's interesting. NCAA, hmm? what are you going to do about this? Iona. I'm not going to say your team, but a team that you talked about last week. Patino's I'm team. I'm a fan of Rick. <laughs> It's unfortunate. Uh, was able to show up, and apparently the testing procedures changed midstream. And I don't know if this is to allow them or if it was the change that they made in order to make this work to leave quarantine after two consecutive positive or negative tests instead of after two negative tests on two consecutive days. So they showed up. They're like, "Hey, we just got here. We need to go do this. Do quick two negative tests. Okay, you can go now." So that they have they had positive tests. No, I don't think they had positives. If you're looking at the notes, I think it's a typo. So it's negatives. Yes. Okay. So instead of two negative tests on two consecutive days, Iona was able to, and this then filtered through the rest of this two consecutive negative tests, but it didn't have to be on two consecutive days. Got it. Got it. Of course, Rick has that controversy. That's not his fault, but That's somehow not, he'll be blamed. Uh, I, I don't know if it's his fault. I don't know about their travel, if that was a problem. See, Again, that's see, probably here we go. probably NCAA related. Okay. Virginia, who we've already stated, lost to Ohio University, the Ohio University, um, almost didn't get even there due to travel limitations due to testing and tracing. So they showed up like super late. Don't think I've heard them 
raise a fuss about it as opposed to them losing, um, which is good. Good that you, that didn't become a story. Um, but they had some travel problems mm-hmm. because of testing and tra- like contact tracing that was going on. And last within this, multiple referees were sent packing after they arrived. Their hotel rooms weren't ready, Jim, nor was any food available for them. So they went out to get dinner. They come back before they've been able to test. One of them tests positive. All six are sent packing. The NCAA, as far as I understand it, is the group that allowed them to leave and get dinner. Yikes. What piss poor freaking management. Right? Like, I'm pretty sure we could manage this tournament a hell of a lot better than they than they are. Give us a team of ten people. Done. Let us do it. If you're listening, hashtag NCAA, hashtag sports stuff with Jim and Muff. Get us in the game. Oh yeah. Quick betting update. I've bet on every game thus far. I was eight and eight on day one. I was six and nine. Plus a no contest on day two. And I think so far today of eight games, I think um two and three. Ooh. So we're not turning a profit, but we're also not deep either. You're not in the hole deep is what we're you're not, saying. We're not deep in the hole. Okay. Not deep in the hole. And next on this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five. Bram. Talking about drama. Yeah, this is where the drama starts for sports. And if the NBA was quiet. Arch Madness had its own all of wax that we get into in the take of the week. But the NFL, as far as drama goes. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. They took the cake this week. Starting off with Deshaun Watson. I, at this point, I don't even know what's going on, aside from there's 12 different allegations from 10 different people. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm... on this show, we take things, you know. Seriously, and at face value, so I'm not going to say that they're false, or I'm not going to say that they're true. It needs to be vetted. It needs to be vetted, just like Bobby Kraft. It's, it needs to happen. There, I mean, there are conspiracy theories that are kind of starting to form because of Deshaun's holdout situation, and has this come up because there's something in the works. I I don't even want to get into that because that's just so out of, in left field that it's not yeah, even it's worth it. It's way out of pocket there. It's way yeah. out of weird. I don't even want to get into it. situation is not going to keep him at a, on an NFL No, game. no. So with that, and I feel like this is something the Texans were going to do at some point anyway, but yeah. they have ty- signed Tyrod, Dale- Tyrod Taylor, yes, that Tyrod Taylor, to a one-year $12 million deal. So the Piper of Punctured Lungs is going to get some action. You and his damn nicknames. It's going to be the guy. The Piper yeah, I mean, his legal situation, I don't think, caused the signing of Tyrod. Um, I think this legal situation needs to be sought out thoroughly. Um, that's about all you can say for Russell, or not Russell, Deshaun Watson. But I do think it's an interesting twist to, this, to the saga of Watson. It is. Something we did not see coming. Yeah. Next, we've got Russell Okung. Okung or Okung, I forget. Panthers offensive lineman. My God, Jim. This man announced in December 
And oh, he yeah. Converting half of his $13 million salary to Bitcoin, which I think we've talked about. Yep. Which means that it is now worth $21 million, making him one of the 30 highest paid players in the NFL today. Smart move. Look at this guy. He just Smart said, move. just put half of that in Bitcoin. Let me deal with it. Smart player. Well done, sir. Way to go. Speaking of money, the opposite side of the coin, the Saints are fined 700 k and will now lose a six-round draft pick due to their COVID policy violations last year. To me, they got off easy. Yeah, I think so. I A six-round pick, I mean, in any draft pick's a big deal, but second, third, or fourth would have hurt them a little bit more. Yeah, even the money. Yeah. that They got off easy. Well, this is also, what, their third fine? So it's probably a tiered system, so... I mean, they're probably at a million dollars right now. Uh, yeah, after the fine. They're over a mil, I think. But still got off easy for all the shit that they did. Yeah. This is a walk in the park for them. Yeah. 700K, what does that mean to an NFL franchise? Yeah. Carson Wentz has decided what number he's going to wear, Jim. Yeah. Number he two. goes for number two, which makes him one worse than Pat McAfee. Who was number one at the Colts? Do you think that like Pat would be upset by this? Pat if actually, took, ha- he... Pat had well that he took if he took number one. I don't yeah. know who has number one. It's not retired, that's for sure. Pat had him on his podcast this past week. Oh yeah, yeah. It was interesting. Go. It was an interesting conversation because Pat McAfee was also very much like Carson. You, what, what are you doing? You're getting punked right now. Like he was very much like on that train. He's oh. like, you're gonna get your number. Let's just let's be real. So he had to he 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 came out with it. Pat was like, "Hey, I, I had this take. This was me. I'm not going to beat around the bush, but let's have a let's have a chat." And he focused more on like, "Hey, welcome to Indianapolis. Like, this is a great spot. We're glad to have you here." Um, blah blah blah. Wow. So, but Pittman, get ready to see a couple balls in the dirt in the first couple of weeks. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fitz Magic back in Jim. Fitz Magic is heading to the football team of Washington. Is that what we're calling him now? That's what I'm calling him. All right. Well, we need to decide. The football team of Washington is not going to be our go-to for the whole season. Is that what we're going to decide here on the show? Football team? What are we going to call him? Let's do it right now. I'm good with it. The football team of Washington. I like that, but let's stay consistent. Let's make this our thing. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the football team of Washington. (laughs) Signed, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. This may be, for me, the only move they could have made to make me feel okay about them just tossing Alex Smith aside. That's because you're a Fitzy fan. I am a Fitzy fan. I'm still not okay with it. Okay. Business be business, Jim. Yeah. The guy almost died. He almost died. I, I know. Anyway. Speaking of business be business, the NFL announced their TV deal. Ooh, talk about money. But that cap, because they lost all that revenue. Yeah, it's going up next year. Get ready for that. They announced an 11-year deal going through 2033, costing about $100 billion over this time period. We have two Super Bowls returning to the Mickey Mouse Network, a.k.a. the ABC family. Mm-hmm. Amazon paying about a billion dollars per year to have exclusive rights to Thursday night games. So they'll get them on prime. 
Prime. Apparently this trial that they had last year was successful in some degree and they were ready to get into the game. I tell you what, I watched them on Prime. It was a nice setup and you could watch them later if you like missed them. Yep. It was a nice setup. I liked it. It was good. Um, this really, I mean, shows you how much money is behind this. A mm -hmm. billion dollars a year for them to be able to do that. How much advertising is coming into them for these games. Well, that's the only thing that's worth a shit on Prime. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, Blue Mountain original shows. Blue Mountain State's on there. Uh, okay. I take it back. You take, I know that you're a fan. Huge I know fan that you're of Blue a fan. State. <laughs> you can find Blue Mountain State on Amazon Prime. Okay. Fox, to think about the, the deal that had to happen here, Fox is saving about $660 million on this change to their contract that I think had to do with the Thursday night games in some manner or fashion. So Amazon saw that much more value, almost $450, $350 million of additional value to put that $1 billion bid out there. Wow. Fox and CBS are paying about $2 billion per year for their rights, while Disney is paying $2.7 billion annually but they do get six more games and the previously established Super Bowls. Hmm. How about that? Talk about seeing where the money goes. That's crazy. What over 11 years, Jim, a hundred billion dollars. And, and Jerry's still trying to not pay people. And Jerry, look at Jerry. Jerry's still buying yachts and hanging out, yeah. trying not to pay Dak. Ugh. Anyway. Up, ne up next on the Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five. Bram. I'm calling this the clapback. Um, I wasn't going to talk about this last week because, quite frankly, there was enough negativity in the world that I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And then there was a clapback from the women of M the, w the WNBA. I didn't know about it, but our listener and guru, Wilk, Share the news with me. So, because of the clapback, I'm going to share it. So, last week in Oklahoma, a basketball announcer decided to, a high school basketball announcer, decided to throw a racial no-no at high school players, the Norman Tigers, who took a knee during the national anthem, and got caught on a live stream. Now, regardless of how you feel about taking a knee, I'm pretty sure you don't throw a racial no-no, emphasis on the ends of the no-no, if these kids take a knee. High school. High schoolers. High schoolers. <laughs> and when he got caught on the live stream, he then blamed it on low blood sugar. This is like blaming behavior on drunk and being drunk. I think it's worse than that, Muff. I didn't get a cookie, so I said some crazy shit. Get out of here. Anyway, the Norman Tigers handled their business, won the state title, ending their season 19-0, and beat the announcer's team 48-37. to Good on them, right? Mm -hmm. handled their business, said what they needed to say. The WNBA Players Association, being who they are, did their own clapback. Let me read it for you. 
In a press release, they said, To our young sisters, the future stars of our sport, rising leaders of this country, we cannot let another day go by without you hearing from us. You demonstrated great courage, conviction, in your decision to take a knee for justice. You clearly love the love this country and desire and desire that it loves you back. We are with you and you have our support. We believe you know this already, but it bears repeating. You will not be defined by anyone's ignorance or hate. You will rise above with us by your side. Together we will use this moment and many others as teaching moment for those who are honest and interested in real engagement and action. And one more thing. To the young women of Norman High School girls basketball pr program, congratulations. What a season. It's no coincidence that you are undefeated champions from the players of the WNBA. And let me tell you, like, here, I'm right. It may sound like I can't read and I was stuttering. I get that. But I got choked up there because these high schoolers won a national title or won a state title. We're undefeated, and I'm sure that felt amazing. But to be called the things they were called while standing up for something they believed in is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But to be recognized on a national level after that ignorance is something special in itself. So kudos yet again to the WNBA. Fantastic human beings they are. Just keep doing it. They don't oh, disappoint. Do they not don't. disappoint. Great humans. And last, speaking of things that disappoint, on this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five, Bram. baseball gym. <laughs> yeah, but this is good. This this makes me chuckle. This is a this league type thing. Chicago Cubs prospect. I don't even know if I've got the name. I don't have the name. Was busted at spring training. With not five, not even 10, hell, 15, 21 pounds of methamphetamines, Jim, in his bag. 21 whole pounds of meth in his bag. <laughs> like, and that, there's not a lot we know about this right now, right? Nope. It's baseball, baby. And that's this week's Fast Five, Fast Five, Fast Five. Bram. This week's goddamn Jets rant. Goddamn LeBron James. What the hell, man? I I supported his decision from going to Miami. Like, yeah, you know, you're needing greener pastures. They're not helping you out in Cleveland. Cool. You know, the whole super teams eras. But this man has zero loyalty. He was heckled when he went to a Cleveland Indians game wearing a Yankees ball hat, and he, he claimed that he's just, just a Yankees fan. This MFR is now part owner of the Boston Red Sox. Can't do it. LeBron, fuck him. That's it. I'm sorry. Terrible words, but you go to Boston. No, there's no love for you anymore. So, goddamn LeBron James. If I had one of his jerseys, I'd burn it. Everybody, it's the take of the week. 
take, take, take of the week. Take, take of the week. So this week, there's maybe going to be some fireworks here. Oh, for sure. So we'll we'll see where this goes. So I'm going to start it out. I'm going to ease into this. I'm going to ease into the take of the week. You're going to drop in nice and slow? I'm going to drop in into the ramp. So <laughs> my take of the week has to do with Tony Hawk. Yes, that Tony Hawk, Jim. The man of fame in the X Games world. The man of fame from his video game. Earlier this week, or I guess last week, he landed his last... 540 ollie on a vert ramp 32 years after he did it for the first time 32 years he did this first when he was 20 this man's 52 years old can we just sit here for just a second and just marvel at the fact that he's still out there doing his thing still in the underground of sports fame when i think about it because you see tony hawk come up but he's not like relevant all the time um compared to you know others that kind of came up during his time when you think of you know NFL, NBA and stuff like that, the major professional sports. Okay. It looks like it took him a long time to land this trick. Like I watched the video in its entirety and I am sure they did not show every attempt and the video was like six, seven minutes long. This is a trick that he used to probably be able to pull off in his sleep, you know, in his his early to mid twenties. Sure. Um, as far as Tony Hockey almost single-handedly along with him, um, Matt Hoffman, Dave Mira, yep. um, helped a new generation of ex-gamers develop a, a passion for the sport mm-hmm. um, and created and was the first to land almost 90 tricks on a vert ramp. You think about that, 90 tricks, almost 90, that he invented or was the first to land. You know, So the talent is unreal when you think of how he was so interwoven with the popularity and the development and creation of that of those those x game sports those extreme games um he has a foundation has built hundreds of skate parks around at least the united states i believe the world um, of course he has a video game that was named for him that let's be real if anyone around our age range didn't play this growing up at least once i would be very surprised oh absolutely yeah you were trying to get those tricks you were trying to get those combos you were doing what you could in the areas in and around california I played that demo, the demo mm-hmm. for that game for hours, just one level. Yep. It was insane. So all of that leads into my take of the week here is instead of Dame Lillard, let's put some MF and respect on Tony Hawk's name and bring him back to the limelight indefinitely. Not only does he have like a great image, but he's still philanthropic. He goes around and films videos of himself, like giving kids skateboards and like helping them out. Um, so my take of the week is keep Tony Hawk in our brains, on the social media, in the limelight from now until forever. Hashtag time for Tony. I like that. That was good, Muff. That was good. Thank you. I'm not going to be nice about mine. <laughs> This is not not a nice topic. Mine's going to be long-winded. So buckle up, folks. My take of the week's on the NCAA. Um, I think if you followed our social media, my social media, you know where I'm going. Sedona Prince, an Oregon sophomore, posted a now infamous TikTok showing the weightlifting facilities, if you want to call it that, um, for the women 
basketball players at the tournament. They amounted to a training table, maybe a yoga mat or two, and some dumbbells that go up to 30 pounds. She also posted the dining that's being offered. A plastic container with mashed potatoes, soggy broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, and what she concluded was, quote, some kind of meat. She added that everyone there was calling it some kind of Salisbury steak. The men were served chopped salad, grilled asparagus, potatoes, fancy potatoes. I'm not even going to say the name. It was au gratin. Thank you. Lobster mac and cheese, petite filet, bread pudding, cheesecake, carrot cake. And this was all from a from Alan Bishop, the director of sports performance for men's basketball at the University of Houston. Ali Kirshner put a post up showing the men's facility. Um, it appeared to be in a hotel ballroom, and it looked like a makeshift lifetime fitness where there were plenty of racks, plenty of weights, plenty of dumbbells, plenty of plates. And the now infamous picture was that set up against the picture that Sedona put up of just the 30-pound set of dumbbells. A set. A set. A set. A set. There's some reports of disparities between the swag bags that everybody got. Um, There's pictures out there of the arenas. The men's arenas can hold a capacity of 11,000. It's COVID. I get it. The women's teams are limited to 36 guests per team. And the arenas, you can see, can only hold 36 guests per team. NCAA president also acknowledged that there's a difference in the testing, the COVID testing between the men's and women's tournament. The men are getting the gold standard PCR tests, and the women are getting the less expensive, less sensitive, more prone to false positives, rapid antigen tests. Now, both are good, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sitting here saying don't get the rapid test push. I'm saying they both do the job, but it is true that the rapid test does get more false positives, and in a tournament, that's the last thing you want. And it's less expensive than the PCR test. That's that's the only thing that Mark Emmert admitted at, at the time of being called out until there was outrage and TikToks and this thing went viral. WNBA players Sabrina Ioscu, did I say that right? I think you're good, yes, Ioscu. Aja Wilson, Alicia Clark, Kelsey Plum, Natasha Cloud. NBA players Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving. The Vanderbilt kicker. Remember her? Sarah Fuller. Um, countless other celebrities. Serena Williams. Serena Williams. All came out. And we're like, what the hell is going on? I mean, I'm sure they use a lot more poetic words. I can't right now. Once it came down from the outside of the NCAA world, you know, people finally going, this is ridiculous. 
the vice president of basketball, Dan Gavitt, apologizes from dropping the ball. He did an okay job saying, yeah, we screwed up. Lynn Holtzman, who played at Kansas State and is the VP of women's basketball, says organizers fell short. This is a blemish, calls it a setback, blah, 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 does the PR speech, but also blames it on the space that they provided. Like there wasn't enough space for the weights. Funny thing is, Sedona Prince from Oregon showed the space. There was plenty. You know, I this is, and I was talking to somebody about this. It resembled, their space resembled what I have seen depicted in movies as like, a, like a jailhouse, like outdoor rec area. That's, that's what I saw in there. Like, that's what I was thinking. And I guarantee that at a jailhouse, they had more than one set. Oh, I see it on the movies? Yes. Yes, I, I see more. As a guy who ran a wellness center, I'm telling you, I could fit a lot of shit inside of a small space and have a good workout for my, for my kids. Yep. Okay? So finally, the NCAA Committee on Women's Athletics sent a letter calling for it to be fixed and an independent investigation. Why in God's freaking name it took that? I don't know. But that's what it took for the thing to get fixed. It's fixed. Sedona put a new TikTok up. Seems to be okay. I hear the food got better. The swag got better. But what now? What's it all mean? To me, you know what it means, Muff? It means... They still don't care about female athletics. There's not enough money in it for them to care. And I just want everybody to know this isn't new. This isn't like, well, COVID and Texas just came through that cold, that cold spell. So they were set behind because the women's tournaments in Texas, right? So maybe that's what we can blame it on. This isn't new. Do you know that Pat Summit and her Tennessee team, when they were, in the tournament and at the height of their, you know, run were put in some seedy hotel that like they had to have a police escort. Yeah. There are horror stories of like, even in the men's I've heard this before in years past where like they go into a place that's like one of those, you rent it by the hour type of hotels. Do you think like, that was done to coach K? Oh, I'm saying I've heard about it in men's as, as well, but women's is you hear, you don't hear about it because it's, Unfortunately, it's accepted at times. It's like, oh, this is what we get. I guarantee Coach K did not have his his dookies getting uh, that kind of treatment. That's that's my well, point. Well, this year, guess what? Coach K wasn't <laughs> even in there, so maybe right. GTFO, buddy. <laughs> I I just don't understand in 2021 with all the talk of equality and standing up for for human rights and all the buzzwords that we've said how does this make sense how is this okay i i just don't get it and it's a shame it's a shame um and i should have had this ready and i apologize but the head coach we talked about her from from south carolina um don staley don staley thank you she put out a statement that was like spot on 
Because for this to be acceptable, it was like they didn't they didn't think anybody was going to raise a fuss. That's not okay. Um, a sidebar to this take. The NCAA, this isn't the only problem the NCAA has. Because the men players are also protesting. Separate issue. But the hashtag not NCAA property is running rampant. Yep. And they're asking for the NCAA to change the rules to allow athletes the freedom to secure rep- to, to secure their own representation and receive pay for their uh, the use of their name and likeness yep. by July 1. The they want a year. They want a meeting with Mark Emmert, the president of the NCAA. They want a meeting with lawmakers and President Biden's administration so that we can get, you know, laws passed for equal treatment. Uh, They would like a ruling so that they can get equal freedoms because it comes down to money. As it always has. These women in the tournament are being treated poorly because the guys at the top aren't making any money off of them like they are the men. This bubble situation, these kids worked their asses off and had to stay stuck in a bubble and are supposed to be okay with everybody else making millions off of it. Not okay. It is not okay. And I'm going to do this before you, uh, you go deep into the take. And, I mean, that's as far as I'm going to go because I'm going to get all fired up. Yeah, it's, it is unfortunate isn't even a word that I like it's what comes to my mind but it's not strong enough it's it's bordering on criminal when you think about it it is criminal Um, we can go into title nine but I don't know that I'm an expert yet no I so institutions of higher learning which the NCAA is not the NCAA as an entity is not an institution of higher learning it oversees the scholastic athletics Mm mm-hmm so I don't think they are specifically bound by that, as far as I understand. Now, if somebody could come out and blow me out of the water, and that's fine. I'm telling you right now, I don't fully understand this. Um, but either way, there should be some level of general equity. Now, I can sit here and understand, like, the money's in the men's tournament. Their swag bags are more extensive because they've got all these sponsors that toss all this money at the men's tournament, blah, blah, blah. Okay. They get dove. The women get swath. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like you can do all that. The same thing with the meals. Everyone is supposed to get a meal that consists of X, Y, Z. The men just happen to get these other things because Outback is sponsoring part of the tournament. So they get this additional thing, but everyone starts at this baseline. The problem here is that the baseline isn't even established. Like that's the problem is if everyone gets a meal that has to be, reasonable meal not mystery meat on a plate like hoagies and grinders adam sandler style Mm -hmm. like that's not what we're looking at we need a legitimate meal you're fueling student athletes to participate for a national championship this isn't i mean this isn't wrestling where they may be cutting weight these people need to be nourished like you've got to think of that way the swag bag give everybody the basics and just be honest Hey, the men get this as opposed to this because there are some extra sponsors here. Just be honest with people. Don't try to hide it. There, I think they're good. 
if you and I are working, and we've done this, mm-hmm. if you and I are working to create an event, we want the prizes to be equal as best we can. Right. So if I get a sponsorship for the men's tournament, and let's call it Outback. Right. Okay. I'm going to bust my ass to make sure that Texas Roadhouse gets to cover the women. If I can't, you know, if that's not something Texas Roadhouse is in, I'm going to figure out my the best way possible to get the women's covered so that I can get them a good meal. And if I can't pull that off, then I'm not good at my job. If this becomes a thing where it goes viral like it has, somebody's head should roll because they didn't do their job well enough. Yeah. And is it the B team and the C team that's doing the women's? Like Exactly. Start there, develop an A team that does both. Right. And does the legwork. Hell, they can even go to a Planet Fitness and easily have just been like, hey, Planet Fitness, we want a sponsorship. Hell, Barstool Sports could have come out and said, here's – $200,000 Planet Fitness. We want you to sponsor the women's, give them access to fitness facilities in and around San Antonio. Done. Yep. Like that could have any, any company corporation could have yep. done that. Um, I guarantee there's catering businesses in Texas that would have loved to have their name on the women's tournament yep. right now in this economic time yep. and given them a much better meal than soggy ass broccoli. Right. And don't even, don't even make them pay for it. At this point, you don't need the money. Exactly. Just let them give them the food. Like, exactly. We don't need it vetted that much. Are they licensed and they have their health standards inspection? Done. Let them give them the food. And there's enough gyms that are closed right now. Mm-hmm. We could have shipped in equipment to help. And open up that gym. Give that gym some clout. Like, hey, yep. gym, we're going to pay you $20,000 to use your equipment for the week. Yep. Or for the next, or 50000 to use it for the next month. Like, And, and it had been okay. Mm-hmm. And you and I aren't, we're not rocket scientists. We're just two guys running know. a podcast and doing side chops. You know? We're sitting here talking about it. Like, if we can figure this out with limited preparation, the greatest minds in the NCAA can figure this out with months of preparation. But I think here's the thing here's the difference. And I don't want to expand upon take of the week, but like, this is the difference is we've worked with these college kids, we've been in the mess, and we know what it's like to treat everybody the same. And we know what it takes to get the job done. We're not executives who are trying to just boost numbers and hit a bottom line. And at some point, I think the machine that is the NCAA has lost sight of the goal of making it about the damn kids. Because right now, I wouldn't let my daughters do a collegiate sport if this is how it's going to be. And there's Jim take of the Jim's take of the week. Yeah, for the kids. <laughs> Do it for the kids. Well, it's the outro. Time to end the show. It's a shorter one. I, I like I like how you like give the listeners a view of our notes. It's like they're uh, with us. It's like they're. I want them like to they're, be with us. They're seeing the outline that we do, and yeah. I think that, I think that's important. I want them to be in my brain. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So this is the end, beautiful friend. <laughs> Well, it's, see you later. It's not gone forever. Right. Uh, stay with us. Make sure you listen to the Pump Up, Get Pumped, Volume 1. Be on the lookout for Volume 2 next week. Get I'm pumped. excited. You should be excited. 
Give me your thoughts on it. Comment in our posts about it. Let me know what you want to hear about it. Get pumped. Get pumped. Keep it coming, everybody, with your social interaction. Toss us the comments, thoughts, good takes, bad takes, whatever the takes may be. Keep this locomotive running down the track so we can continue to get to the next checkpoint. Oh, yes, just like the video games, this is like a video game for us. We just hope to continue gaining lives and the ability, like Mario, to jump on top of that flag and progress to the next level. Help us continue to level up and to do this, do these three things. Tell a friend. Make a friend. Be a friend.